0: Hello, and thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and cybersecurity news. My name is Chloe Tonis, and we have a pretty big story that's been unfolding these past few weeks, so let's just get right into it. First, let's start with what exactly started all of this, a software called MoveIt. MoveIt is a managed file transfer software. It allows people to transfer data securely and with automation, analytics, and failover options. At the beginning of this month, a zero-day vulnerability in the MoveIt software was being actively exploited by threat actors. A zero-day vulnerability is a type of vulnerability that is exploited before it is discovered and patched. These types of vulnerabilities are typically difficult to exploit as they're new and force hackers to change their methods. However, if they are exploited, because there is no patch yet, they can be especially dangerous. You need to use other methods to avoid it being exploited which May not prevent attacks completely. Cybersecurity firm Rapid7 claims that the MoveIt vulnerability in question is an SQL injection flaw that could lead to remote code execution. Web shells are created disguised as legitimate files used by the MoveIt software as to avoid suspicion. A web shell is a script used by an attacker that can be used to remotely access and run commands on web servers. In this case, the shell in question is used to retrieve a list of files, download files from remote servers, and steal information from Azure's blob storage containers. Azure's blob storage is a cloud-based solution for storing large amounts of unstructured data. Although the theft of data was involved, at first it didn't seem like ransomware was. However, the Klopp ransomware game quickly claimed responsibility for the attacks and threatened to leak the data of the organizations that had been targeted by the vulnerability. It is suspected that although the attacks only began this week, that the Klopp ransomware gang was aware of this vulnerability and began experimenting with it in 2021, with some attacks taking place over two years ago. The suspicious activity was only caught later because it seemed that there were much larger more noticeable data transfers occurring. Likely an automated solution was created to steal the data. Some of the victims involved include Shell, the Energy Company, the Canadian province of Nova Scotia, the University of Rochester, the Illinois Department of Innovation and Technology, the Minnesota Department of Education, John Hopkins University and Health System, the US Department of Energy, Hitachi, Hatch Bank, Virgin Airlines, and many, many more. I had no idea the MoveIt software was so big until I saw how many companies were affected by this. Many of the listed victims have also confirmed the cybersecurity incidents themselves, while well, some were simply just listed by the Klopp ransomware group and have not yet confirmed an attack. Two notable victims within the past couple days have been the states of both Louisiana and Oregon, claiming that millions of driver's licenses were accessed by hackers in an attack on MoveIt. Louisiana's OMV confirmed that names, addresses, social security numbers, birthdays, heights, eye colors, driver's license numbers, vehicle registration numbers, and handicap placard information were potentially exposed. However, the CLOP ransomware game claimed that data from the military, children's hospitals, and the government would be deleted instead of leaked, as they did not intend to target these places. Even though they targeted those places. It is still a bit too early to know whether or not this is true and they actually will delete the data. They may not even leak it publicly, rather sell it to other cybercrime gangs. Therefore, Louisiana and Oregon citizens should consider their data at risk. Klopp stated that they have begun negotiating with victims and will begin publishing the data of those who do not pay up by June 21st, which is a Wednesday next week. It should be noted that a second vulnerability of a similar nature was discovered June 15th, 2023, but thankfully both this vulnerability and the original one that started this whole mess were patched, and it is strongly recommended to anyone using the MoveIt software to upgrade as soon as possible. MoveIt also recommended that if patches cannot be applied right away, that traffic should be blocked to MoveIt servers as a temporary workaround. This workaround does create problems of its own, however, as it prevents people who need to use the software from logging into the web UI. However, they should still be able to use the FTP and SFTP protocols to make legitimate file transfers. So what can be done about this vulnerability? As I mentioned, applying the appropriate patches or blocking any web traffic to it servers is ideal so that more data cannot be exfiltrated. If you are at risk of identity theft, it's also recommended to place a credit freeze on your bank accounts and keep a very close eye out for any suspicious transactions. It may also be wise to look into credit monitoring services. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime and a huge thanks to Bleepy Computer, The Hacker News, RigZone, CNN, The Guardian, the BBC, and ARS Technica for information regarding the attacks and its victims. This case is huge and rather complicated, so if you found this episode interesting, I would highly recommend reading more on it, especially since it seems this case is changing every day. If you'd like to read any of the sources I use, I always link those in a paste bin paste in the description of this podcast. But until next time, patch your software and stay secure.